Hello everyone, welcome back again to the podcast. So today we'll be talking mainly about problem solving. And problem solving is an essential part of our lives. Problems are everywhere. From global warming, climate change, floods, economic crisis, you name it. Problems are everywhere. And the problems that get recognized are the ones that greatly affect us affect us most times in multiple ways and the solutions that are rewarded or held in high esteem are solutions that either reduce the consequence of these problems or somehow alleviate the sufferings caused by these problems or eliminate them completely and everybody wants to hear the problem everyone wants to know what's wrong with them and how can they solve it I'll give you an example. You go into the doctor, the doctor sits down with his lab coat and says, oh, you need to sit down and uh, listen to what I have to say. You have a problem. This is the disease. Calls it so many big names and then tells you that um, there's nothing we can do about it. How exactly would you feel? I'm sure there's a sense of disappointment, right? that I have this disease, it's going to kill XYZ person in the next five years and there's nothing I can do about it. There's nothing we can do medically, there's no research going on currently that can cure this sickness and you just have to wait till five years to expire and you die. If you hear someone has a solution to that problem and has solved that problem multiple times and a lot of people have been cured you surely would be interested in what the person has to say in short you would drop everything you're doing just because of the consequence of that problem so we prioritize problems by consequence and we also prioritize problems by the gravity of that consequence so stay tuned we have a lot of great stuff coming your way Problem one, consequence another, gravity, a third other item. Now, the thoughts in this podcast are mainly shaped by two books I recently read. One is A Brief History of Time by Stephen Hawking. And the other is um, Rework, Change the Way You Work Forever by Jason Fried and David Heinemeier Hansen. And these are really good books because they bring problem solving from multiple aspects. A Brief History of Time by Stephen Hawking brings problem solving from the scientific aspect, trying to understand the universe, trying to understand the laws that shape the universe, understand space-time and how we can bring out theories that will help us better understand the universe and master the laws of this universe so that we can better harness it to shape civilization and um, move humanity forward while in rework it brings it from a corporate aspect from the point of starting a company from scratch ideas on people management on um, product development feature inclusion remote work and so many other things hiring firing managing resourcing prioritizing that are more granular to someone in the working industry so this is a large spectrum of ideas and by the time you pull them together we'll come to a common point 
Now, the particular thing about problem, if we bring it to our own personal life, Nigeria, they said problems, no, they finish. And that's true. There are countless number of problems. But then, the consequences of those problems and the gravity of those problems are not the same. So we start first with our highest problem. What has the highest consequence and what has the highest gravity? Start first with yourself. Looking in the mirror is not fun, especially when you don't have any idea of what you can do about a problem. But let, let's, let's go back. You cannot solve a problem until you understand it. You cannot understand the problem until you ask questions. So first, identify a problem in your life. Let's do this practically. Identify a problem in your life you want to solve. It might be your spiritual life. You need to pray more, study more of the Bible, go to church more. That's a problem. What's the consequence? You determine it. This dissociation with God, um, depression could also come out of a weakened spiritual life. And, and so many other things could go wrong in various aspects of your life. It could be your finances. If your finances are messed up, you end up in debt. Um, depending on the relationships you have, the gravity could increase. If you can't pay children's school fees, you will become homeless, lose your house, lose your car because you have to repay debt. And most likely you lose your job because you might not be as effective. So these are the various problems. Identify a problem in your life and try to understand it. Try to get to the root cause. That's the first step in problem solving. Identify a problem, understand it. Understand why does this problem exist? Why is this still a problem? Why exactly is this a problem? That's when you identify the consequence and the gravity. What's the consequence of this problem and what has been done about it? So in that case, you do some personal research. If it's personal finances, for example, you read books about people who have been in a similar situation with you and you try to understand how they got out of that issue. You take notes, you look for practical steps and you keep that somewhere, you file it somewhere. That's the process of understanding the problem. The next step is what solution can I put forward? Now, this is my problem. No one can solve your problem better than you. And the reason is simple. You know you better than anyone else. You understand yourself better than anyone else. There are a lot of things you cannot say and people will not fully understand because they are not you. So you know your problems more than the financial advisor most likely more than the therapist, more than your pastor, even more than your parents or closest friends. If you take some time back and truly come to the root cause, the epicenter of a problem, then you are closer to the solution. So the next step is what can I put forward? What solutions can I put forward? How can I pressure test the solutions? To ensure that they don't fail and if they fail how would they fail and why would they fail now if you look at the brief history of time you'd see a lot of body of work by scientists putting forward theories and laws and mathematical equations that describe the universe that describe 
how the sun produces its heat, understanding of light, of matter. And it's crazy because the problem is we don't understand the universe. We don't understand how the world works. We don't even know if space is curved. We don't even know anything about time. And then scientists put forward solutions. Now, in putting forward solutions, they are making an attempt to explain an observation. And when you put forward a solution, you pressure test it. Yeah, based on this equation, the sun is supposed to, light is supposed to bend when you meet a body of heavier gravity. Did it bend or did it not bend? An eclipse happens, they observe it. Oh, light bends. That has better helped people understand the problem. And then engineers can take those mathematical solutions put forward and build devices that operate on those principles which has further advanced humanity. So what people are remembered for are not just the ability to identify problems and understand them, but the ability to put forward solutions that work. And that leads us to the third point. What is the most effective way to solve this problem? You bring it to personal finances. What's the most effective way to solve my financial problem? If at the month, at the end of the month, I don't even have money to pay my rent, maybe you eat out so much. How do I solve this eating out problem? Do I cook at home? Do I reduce the number of times I go out? Do I have a budget for it? Those are very various solutions. Now, based on your analysis of your own personal life, you can then make that decision and say, okay, no, I'm going to cut off this, cut off that. I'll give you an example. Personal life. I had an issue. I needed to read more books. And I noticed that week on week, month on month, maybe I've just read three books in four months. And it was a problem. So I had to understand what, what was my problem. Oh yeah, I'm working, but before now I could read eight books in a week. Why is that different? I went back to the fundamentals and the fundamentals what? I need to read a chapter a day. So I wasn't consistent. I wasn't consistent in my habit of reading. So I had short bursts of inspiration and then I'll go at a book and read one book in a week. So I had to break those short bursts of inspiration into actionable steps that I can consistently measure and consistently track to ensure that I can meet those goals. So I bought a bookshelf, put some books in there and had book reading targets. So every day I'll make sure before I go to bed, I read a chapter of a book, no matter how difficult it would be. Most books have like 13 pages or 20 something pages in a chapter. So before I go to bed, I've read 23 pages of a book. And I noticed that that way, even if I wasn't reading 10 books in a week or 5 books in a week, I was able to consistently read at least a book a month. And that helped me. So I understood my problem. My problem was I wasn't consistent in my habit of reading. And the solution put forward was simple. Break the book into chapters and make sure you read at least a chapter a day consistently. And measure your progress in the number of books you're able to cover in a month. And, and that has helped me greatly. So that was the most efficient solution. I could have brought out something more elaborate. I use audiobooks. That's another solution which might work for someone. But I noticed that for me, if I put an audiobook on and I'm driving, I most likely will not hear half of what is being said. So instead, I used podcasts as a way to get my financial information and to get the information of financial books, which I might not have the time to read as much as i had previously so there are various solutions to a problem 
but you have to better understand the root cause of the problem pressure test your solutions and then find efficiency and when you're done with all these things the final question is do i like this solution if you read the brief history of time you find out that there were so many solutions put forward and the difference between one solution and another is the likeness in quotes of the scientists putting it forward because people will attack your solution especially when it's beyond you personally if your problem is you're spending too much money and you see that eating out is the issue and you tell your friends that oh yeah our friday outings we, we really can't go i can't go with you anymore because i i'm trying to save some money to maybe pay for tuition or increase my investment portfolio surely a lot of people will look at you as guy are you saying that we were financially irresponsible hence you want to stay away from us but you're the one who understands the consequence and the gravity of that problem you've identified and most likely you'll be the one to live with the consequences so your decisions you first have to like it it starts with you in rework they gave an example of finding the epicenter what what is the essential element that is most important to an idea or to a business and in this case what is the most essential element that is very important critically important to a solution that if you take it out it means nothing the most essential element to a solution is not the solution in itself but it's your ability to believe in that solution and accept it the likeness you have for a solution is what makes a solution one solution better than another Someone can say, one solution is great, this is the best thing since sliced bread. But the difference is, one person likes that solution more and is willing to put in the work to implement that solution until it becomes a reality. So if you don't like the solution you have put forward, regardless of how elaborate it is, regardless of how the graphs show that your life will improve exponentially, regardless of how it looks on paper, You'd never accept the reality of that solution because you don't like it. And it's crazy. If you ask people why they get new phones, new cars, few people would tell you that, oh, it's because of the technological advancements. This is the highest tech phone. It has so-so-and-so graphics. It has the XYZ chip. This is the, it has cellular capacity, greater bandwidth for 5G network. No, most people would not tell you that. One, it solves a problem for them, communication. It feels a need, so they like it. And because they like it, they will get it. That's the most logical thing to them. So when you put solutions forward that are beyond you, just you, you bring problem solving to a wider strata. You've made your slides. Maybe you have a presentation at work. The question you should ask yourself is, do I like what I'm putting forward? One. And would the audience that's listening to me, would they like my solution too? Most people will tell you, it doesn't matter whether they like it or not, it will solve their problem. They have to accept it now. How they accept something they don't like. So first, identify a problem you have. Understand the problem. The next thing you do is, 
find out what have people done, what solutions have they put forward and what solution can I put forward? How do I pressure test this solution and see if it feels or if it doesn't feel? And then when you pressure test it, ask yourself, is this the most efficient way to solve this problem? Is this the cheapest? Is this the most time effective? Or is there a better way to do it? You ask peers, you do peer review of your ideas. Hey, this is what I think. I think I want to cut down on this and maybe improve this. Have a gym membership. Or this is how I think we can improve our finances as a family or as a team. Pressure test it and see if there are better ways to do it. Then finally, ask yourself the fundamental question. Do I like what I'm putting forward? Do I like it? One simple example I got from the book rework is they had a problem with their software. There were certain things they were doing repetitively and it didn't sound so efficient to them. So they built a software solution to help them take out the repetitiveness and make the software better. Guess what? It was a feature that their customers needed, but they didn't know they needed. And when they put it up on the site, so many people had positive reviews of the update because it was a problem they had they didn't have an idea of the solution someone else had that problem solved it put it forward and they liked it so always understand solutions are everywhere but it might not be your solution because you don't like it problems have consequences and the gravity of one problem is different from another but your ability to understand them put forward the solution pressure test it, find efficiencies around that solution and like it is what will differentiate you from another. Albert Einstein is long dead. Same with Isaac Newton. But their solutions and their ideas live on long after them because they were able to understand the critical problem that scientists had and they couldn't really explain. And they could put forward certain theories and explanations that went a considerable way in explaining what the problem was and proposing a solution. And people liked it. So always understand, it's not about the technical complexities, but your ability to convince someone that this is good for you and you should like it. So think about that. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. It's been awesome having you here. Stay tuned for more.